Listener Production. Two colourful, loopy, fruity rings of deliciousness on the nutritional ladder of healthy living. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello to everyone listening on this fantabulous Tuesday, except if you're the person um, who I saw at the station the other day. How's this, mate? You know, like, like overhead, big, it's kind of like a Beats by Dre kind of style headphone. Mm. I saw a dude with those on over his bike helmet. Whoa, were that's a stretch to oblivion. <laughs> Could you listen to stuff like that? Uh, no, I'm just thinking like, yeah, for the makers of the headphones, they would have to assume that people's heads get that big. Yeah. All the time. I've done it over a cap before, like a baseball cap. Yeah, but the whole head, the full stack hat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty impressive that they went all the way around. Oh, good but work. At that, at that point, I reckon, got to go to earbuds underneath, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Or just even just the stereo, the boombox on the handlebars. <laughs> yeah, it's probably best. <laughs> Actually, uh, what do you just... think about that? Because every now and again, I see people going for runs and they're holding like a, like a, you like know, a, a Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker, yeah, like Bluetooth blaring speaker, out that right. everyone can hear. What are your thoughts what, on so that? They're, they're holding it in place of like, um, you know, one of those 1K dumbbells or something. Is that what it is? It's like aiding their... Yeah. That feels like, that honestly feels like putting a five kilogram plate under the bottom of your stubby cooler, you know? <laughs> so you're like mixing exercise with pleasure. Yeah. I don't know, but just everyone has to listen to the, your exercise mix. Well, not mine, because I, I, I pass them so quickly. <laughs> they barely hear a single second of the songs, mate. All right. Well, hopefully you get to hear and enjoy every last second of this episode of All Day Breakfast. We've got a very special guest, Reese Nicholson, joining us today. And alongside that, Matt, a bit of relationship advice. Now you're just making me sad that we can't release the podcast on a cassette tape so that we can walk down to your local corner with the boombox on, press play on the Matt and Alex podcast and suddenly have a few breakdancers chucking windmills <laughs> on the ground. Let's dive right in, Hayes. Big show for you. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, Easter is fast approaching that sweet little four-day break in which we go hunting for eggs and usually spend time with our loved ones and also forget that the bottle shop's unopened and <laughs> rue the fact that we've got to drink the Wu-Tang Clan liquor that got sent to us <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> um, what? You got something like that? Yeah. Did, did you never get a bottle of that Wu-Tang no. Clan liquor? No. No, I that's didn't the, get a Wu-Tang wine or whatever this it is. is the, no, that's the problem. We don't know what sort of liquor it is. <laughs> it's just called like Wu-Tang liquor. And I'm like, and every time my partner and I are like, what is this? There's nothing on the bottle that suggests what type of liquor. It's just called So you're going to be Wu-Tang. drinking that this weekend? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Uh, I had one sip and I honestly, never again. <laughs> um, Easter is fast approaching and... When they say about, when they talk about protecting the neck, they mean the inside of the neck (laughs) where the taste buds sit. (laughs) So um, Belinda managed to pick up a couple of free coloring in and cut out Easter baskets from our local hardware emporium. Okay. Okay. Just for for the kiddies. Yeah, exactly. Just some free coloring in pencils and pages where you color in this Easter basket, you cut it out and then you fold it up and you've got just a little paper basket to put eggs in for the Sunday Easter hunt. Right? Nice little thing. 
And so Belinda said, oh, you know, let's all colour in our Easter egg baskets. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like such a nice little fun activity for the kiddies to do. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So me, Belinda and Sophia sat down and we start colouring. Great. Minutes later, Mm -hmm. I don't know what took over me, but I was like looking at Belinda's. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. She's done that. (laughs) All right. And then I just started, I'm like, I bet she thinks I'm not good at coloring. I'm going to prove to her that I'm really good at coloring. Because we never <laughs> colored in something together before. And then suddenly yeah. I was pulling out all stops. I was doing shading. I was like thinking about the color coding. Cause she's oh, a so you thought to- like, okay, where's the light source coming from onto this <laughs> particular basket? Well, she's a graphic designer. So I was like, <laughs> I felt like I had to prove something. So I got so competitive. I just, I couldn't believe it. You wanted it. to have a suddenly- better Easter basket than Belinda. <laughs> And the whole time, me and Belinda are like looking at each other's and she's like, oh, okay, that's good. Jeez, dad's done something interesting there with his colouring and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, mum's done some good straps there and stuff. And Sophia's This is like a real going, passive aggressive Sophia compliment. Sophia just keeps going, do you like mine? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, were you both just leaving her in the dust? <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, she, was, she wasn't anywhere near the lines. Like she was going all over the <laughs> oh, place. So I'm God. like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And so I just, it just occurred to me, I was like, I've never... You know, we're, we're generally competitive people, but we haven't really done anything so new together recently that mm-hmm. we, that would come out. And it really came out again. And I was, uh, I was, it was, it was exciting. It was thrilling. Mm-hmm. And there was no winner because as... Art is subjective. Well, mayoclinichealthsystem.org says, as it discusses the benefits of coloring as an adult, it says it promotes mindfulness because it is a non-competitive <laughs> event. Well, that's if you do it by yourself mainly, <laughs> but if you do it with your partner, then yep. things get real. And so who um, won? Look, between you and me, I reckon mine would sell higher at a market. Like if you put all three. <laughs> you put in a bargain hunt. Do you know what though? Do you know what, do you know where I fell down? And this could really have been the thing. Belinda put a little tail on the back of hers, like a cotton bud and put a tail on, on the, the back basket. Of her. Wow, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, but I couldn't do that because I wrote in graffiti letters, Matt, <laughs> on the back of mine in some sick tag graffiti. And I didn't want to cover that up with a uh, with a tail. So right. I lost points in that capacity. But no, yeah. mine was far more colourful and I reckon I would have scored well, highest. If it was just if it it an antiques inst- roadshow, I would have definitely awarded mine a higher price. What about you put it up on the uh, Insta stories? Don't say which was, well, I guess Matt says in graph writing, but um, <laughs> um, put it up writing. on the thing and get people to vote. All right, I'll chuck it up on the Insta stories. We can see. But it did make you ask, uh, you listening, what... Uh, you and your partner weirdly competitive over. Um, back in the day, Bananagrams. Matt, you played that? No. What are Bananagrams? It's like Scrabble, but in a banana container. And there's no actual board. You just got to make words. And then once you use all your letters, you take out a new letter. And then you got to use that in a word somewhere. So you end up having to rejig all your words. And if you can't use your letter, you say peel or split, and then you get three letters and you put that one back in there and you got three letters to then make new words. I have never heard of banana, and I've never heard you talking about banana grants. Well, I don't like to brag, but I did win every single time we played. (laughs) I did not lose a game of banana grants because I just got one letter and I'm like, I'm not moving until I use this single letter. Whereas whereas they were like, we'd get the three and then would have like a much bigger board, but it wasn't about how big a board you were. It was just about... Finishing all the letters in the uh, in the banana. Well, Shannon got in touch with us and said the ability to cook a good steak 
we get weirdly competitive. Really? So you, you've got to both really like the same type of steak to do that as well. Because one man's trash is another man's medium rare. Mm, got to be very so, careful. Jake said, who gets the end pieces of a new loaf of bread? Oh. Wait, who, who gets who to gets have them? them? Oh, as in, do you want them or you don't want them, Jake? I think they want them. You're competitive also, about who gets there's them. There's two of them, Jake. Share. <laughs> if you want them. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's like who gets stuck with them, like you're passing around the, the bomb parcel. Nah, I'm going for those big pieces in the middle of the sourdough. Definitely. I start from the middle. I'll take those first. Thank you very much. Shane said, who gets to drive the car on a family outing because the passenger has to deal with the three kids? Oh, <laughs> no thanks. Honestly, the passenger is, is the hardest work. At least the driver has the excuse of being able to focus on the road. They can't do anything else. Mm. But the passengers... And the oh, road never I has to go to the toilet, even though we wipe. just left the house 30 <laughs> seconds ago. I dropped my wet wipe. Oh, there's crumbs on the baggie. Oh, there's a hair on my muffin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those kids, worst passengers ever. And we got Harry on the phone. Harry, you and your partner are pretty weirdly competitive about something. Yeah. So um, we have a competition called Unsuspecting High Five or Unexpected High Five. And it's exactly what it is in the name. Like if someone reaching out to show you where something goes, like the bowl you didn't put in the dishwasher, instead of acknowledging that person, you just give them a slap on the hand and say, high five. And it is the <laughs> most infuriating thing. It's the best when you're delivering the high five, but the worst when you're <laughs> Okay, so anytime your palm is exposed, basically, <laughs> it is a target for someone to give a little slap. Yeah, an open target. Like, it got to the stage where I was carrying things around the house. Not because we needed to hold them, just because, you know, <laughs> that means real estate is taken. Is that why you're always double parked with a couple of beers, mate? It's <laughs> impossible to uh, actually, actually give to you a high five. Done. Whatever excuse I need. This sounds like a very fun game. Are you thinking of, uh, you know, keeping it just in the house or what? Yeah, I've hit up, you know, Parker Brothers and all those guys, but no. <laughs> No real way to uh, commercialise it, unfortunately. Is it just you and your partner, or, or are you, you going to take it worldwide? Um, it sort of made its way onto the job site, which should be uh, <laughs> really, really good, unless the foreman's in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> it should be, I reckon, Harry. I could see you like walking along the Champs-Élysées in Paris and um, just giving a mime, like a little high-five as, <laughs> as they do the glass box. I just had a thought. At the Lean Flower of Pizza, with everyone holding up their... Oh, the unexpected high five Euro trip. <laughs> that would be the best. God, he doesn't know that a high five is on his way. <laughs> when the traffic lights are out and the, the policeman's standing there telling you to stop, you just run up, psh, little high oh, five. No, no, not stopping. Go, high five. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, mate. All right, this could be catching on. I reckon it's uh, the new international sensation. Thanks so much for chatting to us. No worries. Have a good one, all. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Oh, and now it's time for... Can you hear me, Alex? Alex, can I ask you a question? It's called Ask Alex. That's right, Matt. I've got a degree from the University of Teen Magazines in which I was thrust into the role as the guidance counsellor. Uh, many years ago now, about over a decade ago now, uh, mm. but it's good to uh, to dust it off and uh, help those of you who are struggling in the world of love with a little bit of guidance. 
<laughs> That's right to you. Did you survive for Girlfriend Magazine? And now you are helping out our listeners. I'm Matt and Alex all day. And breakfast. now you don't have a girlfriend, uh, which is... <laughs> Hey, look. You learn like, the most during those periods, can I say? You learn the most. Well, you didn't That's have where to, advice you know, comes from. Wayne Bennett doesn't have to be the world's greatest footballer to be the best coach yeah, in the league. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We've got a few little questions here, so we're going to go a little bit of a quick fire. Ask Alex for advice. First one from Lucy saying, what's a good opener for online dating apps after you match? Now that is the is the million dollar question. What do you go with, Alex Dyson? Do you go with a generic "Hey, how are you going?" or do you notice something in their profile pics or th- something that they've listed as a like, and come up with something quite witty, funny, quirky mm. that applies to their interests? You do, you do want to apply it to their interests. I think I think that is very good. Yeah, how's it going? You got to have a little bit. More than that, okay? Let's go, how's it going? You could start with that. You could say something that gives them something a little bit about yourself, all right? So what I'd mm. go, three tier. How's it going? This is your, this, your self version. I just did X today. Not I went did my X, no. Uh, X is in place of, <laughs> so, don't tell them that. If you did that, keep that information secret, okay? But I just went and did blank today, all right? It makes me think this, this, and this, all right? Something little funny, or I like doing it, or why you liked it, or why you didn't like it, or something like that, and why how that relates to your personality, all right? If it's about them, say, oh, that's interesting. Instead of saying, how do you like that, or something, go, what's something that people don't realize about that? Or what's something unexpected? Try and get them talking about like their interests, but not the standard responses that they'd give to everyone on the dating apps, all these little yappy fishy coming at them. Yeah, look, this is a big thing. I know this is supposed to be a quick fire round, but can we just, this is as an actual social skill, the offer of information is one of the most crucial elements to a good conversation. Mm. All right. You cannot expect anyone to be doing the hard work if you are not offering information that, that you would like to be seen reciprocated. So if you want to say, hey, how are you? Don't, don't bother with just, hi, how are you? Say, hi, I'm, you know, just did this or whatever. Like Alex said, how are you? Or what did you get up to today? You kind of got to, you got to give what you want to receive. It's not just in the bedroom. It's in the text box as well. I just, yeah, I'm heading to the beach. Hopefully I don't step on a syringe, you know, (laughs) or like not, maybe it's something not that brutal. (laughs) And yeah. infectious. All right, so hopefully that will help you a little bit, Lucy, and anyone who is interested. Uh, Chelsea texts and says, Alex, I just accidentally sent a text complaining about someone to that very person. What do I do now? Um, Chelsea, oh. Two words for you, Chelsea. Follow-up text. Ha, ha, ha. Gotcha. <laughs> well, there you go. That could be the blatant lie. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, what about this? Five words. Soz, you needed to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Soz, you needed to hear. That's six words. But um, listen, yes, you could do that. You could just, we've we've all been there. It sucks. It's awful. You could say something along the lines like, hey, so sorry about that because I respect you so much. I didn't want to do this, but I did need to vent that I was a bit frustrated. Now that it's been brought up, maybe it's something that we can, you know, help fix now. You know, something along those lines, Matt. Yep. 
Absolutely. This is also a very fun prank to pull on people. Literally, you can just, uh, we went through a phase of me, Dan Towns and Luke Keggy just doing it to each other all the time. Just being like, yeah, he is a bit like that, but I just can't, you know, don't want to tell him about it, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just fun. <laughs> or at least I think that's what we were doing. Um, Brendan has another text. Hit us in the DMs. Matt and Alex, I've got a 30-something single friend. How do I convince him to get back in the game. Well, what's the game, Brendan? Let's talk about this. What is the game? Mm. Because is the game you hoping that your friend will get out of some sort of rut? You want you want him to see there's life beyond the breakup, that hopefully mm. that there are not only people out there, you know, because it's not about just moving on to find someone else. It's about remembering who they are as a person, the finer things. It's about them loving themselves again. If that's what you mean by getting back into the game, then sure, let's blow the whistle and run back out on the field, baby. But if you just want a wingman, Brendan, then maybe you're not being the best friend that you could be, okay? Maybe you're thinking a little bit too much about Brendan. And how about you start thinking about a bit of Brendoff, okay? Get off your friend's back. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll use an analogy here. It isn't quite as um, direct as Matt O'Kine there. St Kilda had a very good win on their on the weekend. Their 150th year beat Essendon, right? They were without their captain, Jack Steele, because the previous weekend he took a big hit, all right? Hurt his shoulder. But being, you know, the tough footy player that he is and courageous, he went back out there and tried to help his team win. You could see him grimacing in pain on the field as he was trying to pick up the ball and hand pass it. Right, Everyone lauded his courage, particularly when the images came out of the x-rays of his shoulder and his collarbone was absolutely shattered. Right? Now, obviously, he's not playing the next week because he's injured. And a lot of people are like, maybe we don't need to praise footballers as much for putting themselves in harm's way and pushing through these tough times back into the game. Maybe they need to go sit on the side and say, actually, I'm not okay at the moment. I'll rest up, I'll recuperate, and I'll get it back in the game when I'm feeling ready. Now, Matt, I think this is somewhat what you were saying. And that is, Brendan, you're the doctor. You're not the, you're not the coach in the boxing ring going, go and get back in there. I reckon you can say, when you are ready, I am with you if you want to do this. Because you are such a special person, you know, you're a wonderful person, you're a great friend, and I would like to see someone get the benefit of that, as I do. You can help them with it. Matt. Well, look, you can always get in touch with us on at matt.n.alex, especially if you've got any Ask Alex questions, because um, we love to hear from you. But Alex Dyson, well summed up. Three little quick fire questions for you on today's app. And uh, Brendan... We're thinking of your friend. Well, our next guest is not only doing a uh, incredible encore version of their sh award-winning show, Reese, 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 during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, but they performed an even more incredible feat the other night when they cooked two forms of pasta, which were equally <laughs> delicious when I went around to their house. It's Reese Nicholson. G'day, Reese. Hello, fellas. Yeah, you, you acted as if I had done a magic trick. 
when I brought out. <laughs> Cooking two pastas for one dinner is a magic trick, Reese. I've never seen anyone pull that off before. Well, the, yeah, when you did tell me, I was like, I was like, it's okay, calm down. And then you told me that uh, you used to, uh, in your more studenty days, eat just was it just ketchup and pasta mixed together with a little bit of cheese? Yep. Oh, Alex yep. Dyson, no. Yep. The uh, the yeah. the Dysogonoff, uh oh, no. tomato sauce on your dry pasta. <laughs> oh, that's what you want. And uh, can I say I didn't even salt the water that the pasta went in. Can I just say as well? That is oh disgraceful. Um, Reese, <laughs> I've got beef, Reese. What's this? Do- I've checked your your dates lots of times, assuming you're going to add a show, but you haven't because Brisbane is not included in your dates. You got Melbourne, Newcastle, Sydney, Canberra, Darwin, Adelaide, Perth. No Briz. What's happening? There is a Brisbane coming, I think. Oh, I should check that. Maybe I, you know what? I maybe just haven't put that on my website. That's a that's a me problem. <laughs> oh. um, no, I am. I. But you, yeah, because I'll come in because you're in Brisbane. These I days, am. Right? I am. I was expecting. I was hoping to see you here, and it, it seems like you're not coming. But um, every time I've looked no, at no, your I'm dates, coming. Look, why don't you just talk to the the agent that we share, and uh, <laughs> she can she can sort you out with some tickets if there's any available. Um, I'm sure there's a waiting list. Right. Um, we used to do shows way back in the day there, like, remember the breakout tour? What was that? 30 years ago? 2012. Um, that's right. Me, you, Ronnie Chang, Jen Fricker. You guys came to my hip hop gig in West End. That's right. With Dinner Time Juke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was an absolute I'm, debacle. We're just, we're just reminiscing now. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, was, let's uh, get back on. Okay. Which was, uh, which would have been, you know, as far as my dinner time goes, is it is the tomato sauce and ketchup of hip hop <laughs> on Mano Cards. Okay, sets. let's focus yeah. on Reese Nicholson. You're in a recording studio. What's been happening, man? What are you are you making beats or what? I'm in I'm in a park. Oh, things are going that badly? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I used to uh, you know, go on radio shows and stuff and go into the studios and be on Zooms and now I'm uh, doing a podcast in the park. <laughs> Yesterday from Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, I designed a sausage and got my photo taken with a bunch of other celebrities with sausages. So that's where I am career-wise. <laughs> wait, wait, what was your sausage? I made a – so Melbourne Food and Wine Festival did this, like, you know, a bunch of people could do whatever they wanted. Like, if you could make any kind of sausage, what would it be? And I made a – I wanted to make a Peking duck. So it was like, a, you know, like a kind of Bunning-style sausage sandwich. Yeah. But it had um, a duck sandwich with five spice and garlic and soy, and then there was a hoisin sauce and there was a slaw. I was pretty happy with it. Oh, no, so it's like only it's like, one type of sausage, though. No, no two pastas. I'm sorry. Alex. Like the sausage sizzle, but instead of bread, you're using a pancake, and instead of the beef sausage, you got a Peking duck sausage. Well, it was very, very white bread, and I got them to cut the crust off, so it was kind of like a duck. Mm. Oh, see, I was, I was going. I wanted to re- reinvent the bunning snags like sandwich as well. But do it with a lettuce leaf wrapped around Ooh. the sausage and the um and the onion and call it snag choy bao. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Snag. Yeah, that's good. Um like so that. so I mean inventing a sausage is pretty good. Is, is there anything else that you've kind of coined yourself? I'm ri- I'm writing a book. I don't know if either of you two know about that. Um it's pretty easy, guys. <laughs> don't worry about it. What's the book about? I'm writing a book of essays and it's got recipes in it as well. And I'll tell you what, guys. I don't want to do it anymore. It's really hard. You guys have both written books. It feels like one of those things. I think this happens to comedians a lot. And it's going to be great. And, I'm, and I have moments where I'm having a good time. But if, I think, Matt, you would know this. You know, sometimes comedians, 
people just reckon because you can stand there being funny, you can probably do other things. And then you sign contracts and then you find out a second later, you're like, oh, no, I don't know if I can do this, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Getting the job and finishing the job are the best parts of the job. Doing it yeah. always terrible. Doing it. A real nightmare. A real nightmare. Um, when, when, you, when you sign your book deal, okay, everyone's yeah. everyone's got that thing in their head where they're like, okay, this is the story I'm, I'm absolutely going to tell. Um, well, yeah. you know, one little thing, what was the first story that came in your head when you're like, well, this is going to go on the book? Um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, like the first thing that I was trying to think about was, uh, actually the uh, kind of one of the first stories that I wrote was like about, um, just how everyone really wants a legacy and how I don't really understand people that like write in diaries, because I think it's like, it's the most arrogant thing that you can do. Is like it's this idea of you thinking, well, someone's going to find this one day and use it to solve a family, like you know what yeah. I mean. Like the, it's the most. And Frank was an absolute asshole. She was the most <laughs> yeah, arrogant yeah, was. loser. As if, <laughs> as if you would write your thoughts down in a diary when you could write them down in a book and charge people money to exactly. Read them? Well, that's that's the point that <laughs> yeah, I'm making. The more like, humble way of, my own. of writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because I think everyone just really wants like a legacy in their life. That's really all they want, and that's what a diary is. You just write it down, and so like, oh, someone will. There'll be some cool, great, great niece of mine that'll find a journal and solve some sort of family crisis and get the money back and save the orphanage. But not just that, Reese. I mean, like. I, I mean, I dedicated my book to my daughter, Sophia, because in a way there's something that will always be around for her when I'm gone. Exactly. I'm, I'm, dedica- I'm going to dedicate mine to my grandmother who like kind of taught me to read, but I'm going to make a point of saying like, this is for you, granny. Please do not read this book. This is the last <laughs> thing you should be reading. Yeah. You can't know it. You. you don't want to be the reason why granny's not around anymore. You know? Your, your yeah, book. yeah. She's like, oh, I, I didn't mind the stuff about journals, but it was the, the stuff about... Uh, them blowing a, a person on a public tennis court that I, I you know, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to jinx. I hope you didn't literally say to yeah. her, this is the last thing that you will be reading because <laughs> yeah. what an yeah. image to go out on. Yeah, I just have her like, she can sign some will documents at the end of the book. That's, what, that's the last <laughs> couple pages. Yeah, the, a little book at the end where you're like, oh, now is a funny thing. This book belongs to, but it's actually just the will and you're signing over your all your inheritance yeah, to yeah. the author. And then Bam, a house in Newcastle, mine. <laughs> <laughs> so really, Reese, what are you doing in a park? I'm um, having one of those nice, it's like a rare, very nice day in Melbourne and it's during comedy festival and you grab those moments. And I'm, uh, look, I'm, I'm here, standing over there is Geraldine Hickey. I've got a Kate McLennan with me. Oh my uh, gosh. We little, we'll, we've all got dogs. Um, it's our favorite thing to, you know, it's because it's around this time of year in Melbourne. Everyone, you know, you see a lot of like comedy people around. And just seeing like people's faces when they recognize Geraldine and then they'll see Kate and then they'll see me. It's a real, it's a real dream as if we all live in like a big house together with bunks. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see that race. Well, uh, we'll let you get back to the delightful walk with your friends. Uh, but yeah, if you do want to hang out with Reese Nicholson, you can uh, go along to the Melbourne show on the 15th of April, Newcastle, Sydney, Canberra, Darwin, Adelaide, Perth, and then through the UK as well. If you're tuning into the pod from, uh, from London town. Please come. And we've added a Melbourne show on the 14th. So if anyone wants to come to that, come on by. Or you can uh, see Reese enjoying a Riesling at Comedy Republic, probably about well, just after the show, Reese. Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of Riesling. Like a lot. Like a lot. And I'm looking forward to a Brisbane date getting added, hopefully, at some <laughs> stage. It'll happen. It'll happen. All good things come to Brisbane that way. <laughs> Thanks, Reese. Thanks, we'll Reece. catch you later. Bye. And uh, thank you very much for listening to this 
All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex for another day. Then until tomorrow, we hope you have a good one. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.